0: Good morning, church. Y'all look so happy to be here. Who's happy to have some grace of the Lord this morning? Yeah. It's exciting. I noticed, Mike, that we both, we were supposed to, I think one of us was supposed to wear the white shirt and the dark shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, but the first thing they teach you in fat school (laughs) is stick with the dark colors. So I I think we.
1: Well, we did good, I guess. I think
0: we did good. I think we did good.
1: Uh do I say we're wearing the same size shirt now, or?
0: Uh, I think we are. Okay. <laughs> we're twins in more Tra- ways than one. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, but we're both headed in a good direction, right? We
0: are, we are. We're going to heaven, right? <laughs> Just a little bit more, we get that's there. Right, that's right. I love it. Uh, so I've been on the road quite a bit, my. Yeah, you've been traveling. I've been a, a lot. road warrior, and uh, I hurt my finger when I was out there. Uh-oh. I got a finger injury, uh, and I'm. I- a- <laughs>
1: You're going to tell us how, right? I know, right. i won't tell Because that's not a good guy. Yeah, day. I'm
0: not really. Don't take anything the wrong way because it sticks up like this. <laughs> so the reason this happened <laughs> is because I made fun of my mom. Uh-oh. Yeah, I did. Mom, you okay. remember when you hurt your finger, Mom? And I said, the Bible says that people invent ways of doing evil. You invent ways of getting hurt. You remember when I said that? Well, here's what the Almighty did to me. <laughs> Amen, she said. Uh, I, you know, I, I t- I've i been telling people, because I get asked everywhere to go, what happened to your finger, what happened to your finger, because we have all these events. And so I tell them, I said, well, Lisa and I were going to an event in D.C., and it was a big pro-life event, and there were protesters there, and they were angry. I mean, they're shouting uh, these terrible things. They call me everything but a Christian, you know, at this thing. And so we had to walk by them, but one of them got a little too close to Lisa, you know, shouting some obscenities. So I just gave him a judo chop, <laughs> right in the neck. Right? Hey, Handle these man. protesters. And so I was telling that story, and then somebody said, "Wow, that's amazing! Really?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> the key word is story. Yeah, it's a story. <laughs> um, but we did go to an event, and there were protesters. That part is true. But I was balancing my weight. Uh, <laughs> On some stairs, and I put my finger down wrong. That's what happened. But how exciting is that, right? So I'm going to stick to the judo chop when I'm on the road. But I'll tell my church family the truth because I don't want to, you know.
1: Well, that's good, Alan, because I have a similar story. I, I uh, uh, hurt my lower back one time. Oh, so boy. I was barely... This is what
0: we're doing now, yeah, right? this we... is what
1: we're doing.
0: <laughs> so... This is how we're opening so guess... sermons now with so... our injury.
1: <laughs> so... So uh, uh, I wanted to have a, you know, I had doing something athletic or whatever, but the, really the bottom line is was I was brushing my teeth and bent over wrong, and I didn't want to <laughs> tell somebody I hurt my back brushing my teeth. So this is where we are. I you know the most,
0: <laughs> what about that, right? The most dangerous part of my day is putting on my socks. Is anybody else can 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 I get an amen from somebody? Uh, Thank you, thank you for making us feel better, even though we're getting very old, uh, and that's that's a. Ah,
1: we're not getting old. We're just getting closer to home. There
0: you go. I like it. We've got. uh, We're excited about, of course, closing out our Kingdom series today with One Kingdom Sunday, uh, which is one of my favorite days of the year because Mm -hmm. this church is just it is so mission minded right we we really believe the great commission and we always have it it was instilled in me from my youth here at this church and so it's so exciting next week we're going to start a, a series on the supremacy of jesus out of the book of colossians oh, and by
1: the way we have got a guest speaker yes,
0: the right. second second uh, week the
1: second lesson of the uh, two
0: weeks from today yeah. uh, guest speaker ophil robertson pr is It's going to be up preaching to us that sunday I said I said, Dad, I don't know anybody that can explain the supremacy of Jesus Christ our Lord better than you. So that's we're right. gonna have him up to do that. So be sure to invite your friends that day online, folks. This is a great day uh for to hear Dad's sermon. Yeah. That's in two weeks from today. Yeah. Now you can't come next week. Yeah, come <laughs> next week with Mike's up, I think. <laughs> I so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to discount that, right? Okay.
1: Uh we got some scripture readers. Uh Harrison and Isaac. Uh come on up here, guys. Now they got the memo Stay right here. Here you go. They got the memo on the shirt out.
0: They did. They're not worried about their weight.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure we got here. Uh, Harrison is first, I believe. Is that right?
2: Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the line of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. Revelation 5.5.
1: Excellent. Thank you.
2: They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death.
0: Amen. Thank you, Frank. Great job. Thank you. Good job, man. Uh, so we're in Re- Revelation today, both 5.5 and also 12.11. And obviously we're celebrating sort of two images of Jesus. We've got that line of Judah uh, that we see mentioned in Revelation 5, 5, and then we've got that Lamb of God that we see in Revelation 12 as as well as later in Revelation 5. So we want to give it just a bit of background in the book of Revelation, right? Because this is a book that gets a lot of looks and a a lot of ideas, but really the premise is pretty simple. John gets a, what I would call rather terrifying revelation from Jesus, In in Revelation one, right, it gets set up. John is there. And I mean, what he sees and the vision and the picture of who Jesus is is powerful. Right. And we know in this in this scene and in this picture who Jesus is. And he says it: the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. It's all about him. And that's what he's going to do. And so then he talks to these seven churches in Revelation two and three. There's a challenge, and the challenge is directly for them, because what's happening in, in the Roman Empire to these churches, there's a lot of persecution, a lot of difficulty. And so this revelation is to these churches about what they're going to need to do to be ready. And some of them, there's going to be some rebukes because of already some things that have gone off the rails. There's going to be some encouragements. So when we get to Revelation 4, now John's going to have this vision, and it's going to come literally to him right out of heaven. And so when we get to chapter 5, we're starting to see kind of what that looks like. And it's very dynamic, and it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, he's writing this book, uh, two people, a specific group of people. Uh, he doesn't write this to be fulfilled 2022, right. those principles out of this book. But look, he wrote it to seven churches for, to help them in their time. So we've got to find out what did it mean to them then and there before we say what does it mean here and now. And so uh, uh, they didn't really need in their persecution, they really didn't need new information. He's not giving them new information. He's giving, he's giving reminders of what's already been done to them. And he's doing it in pictures and to give them a vision of what God has already done for them, that the victory is there. So they're going to hang on and be faithful even to death, even through tough times. And so that's kind of the, the setup there. And so then all of a sudden when you get to this great picture of Jesus the Lion of Judah, and at the same time, the Lamb of God. And so you, you this, the Lion of Judah is enshrined in the Lamb of God. It's, they're both right there together, both representing Jesus Christ. And so he starts out this in verse 9 through 10 of this thing, talking about this triumph, this victory that we have as a people because of the Lion of Judah and the Lamb of God.
0: So the word of the day is triumph. Can you say that with me? triumph say it again triumph. triumph this is a triumphant day a triumphant sermon and a triumphant text and i love it because the revelation comes in songs just like we sang this morning songs of triumph right and that last song that we sang right before communion that was this text that's that's a song of triumph in recognizing who jesus is and so We kind of broke it down in Revelation chapter 5 in three different songs that are mentioned there. And the first one you you read about is in verse 9. The revelation was this, and the four living creatures and 24 elders sing a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. Why? Because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe, from every language. Every people, every nation, that's the triumph. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. See, this has always been about people. You can't, you know, we we talk about things in general sense. You talk about nations, you talk about governments, you talk about big things, but all of these are people. It comes down to an individual person. If Jesus Christ came to this earth to die for just you alone you, then it would matter. But he died for all of us, every single person. And that's why when we talk about people being impacted by the gospel, we're talking about every individual life. Jesus sacrificed his life and his blood for you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. You think, Oh, that's such a big picture. But it's the world full of what? People. Each individual life. Jesus did that for you and for me. In 1 Peter 3 and verse 9, Peter said, the Lord is patient with you, not wanting anyone, any person to perish, but every person to come to repentance. You see, God loves everyone. He so loved the world. That's everybody. Before you're a believer, when you're a believer, after you're a believer, every person. That's why he gave his blood on the cross for you.
1: So we triumphed over sin. We triumphed over the old law of sin and death. We triumphed over Satan. We triumphed over death itself because one day these bodies right here, we're coming out of the ground. Right. You know, that will be a great day, a resurrection day and we'll join in the chorus of this song singing that day gathered around the throne, praising God. So it's about giving God glory, right? God gets the glory. We get the Encouragement from being together, knowing that we have that solid future together as His people. In Colossians 2, He says, Having disarmed the powers and authorities, He, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. Yeah. You know, one of, the, one of the greatest mistakes people make in religion is they think... That somehow or another there's something new to discover. I, we had it in our class. I, you had that one guy, and as a student, he was going to find the, something that everybody missed. That's not, that's not the problem. The problem is remembering the simple foundational things, such as the blood that was paid for my sins and yours. Tell me the old, old story. That's the story he's reminding these churches of, of what they have in Christ.
0: So the triumph of Jesus is spread through people to people. And that's really what this day is about. That's why, you know, we've been talking about individual things and marriages and, and kingdom living up to this point. But ultimately, you know why that is? So that we can then share that kingdom message with other people. And when you overcome something because of the blood of the Lamb, And because the word of your testimony, when that happens and you're not so afraid that you would shrink back when that happens, someone else gets blessed. That's why God helps you overcome it. Not so you can keep it to yourself. I've been telling you guys for years, don't be stingy with the victories of God. They are for other people. So that's why we look at the Great Commission and we're like, man, we can do that. We can go. We can share. All of you guys that are looking in from all over the country, you are our missionaries. We plant you there to make a difference in those communities. That's what he's called us to. You remember the last thing he said as he was leaving the planet? I mean, he gave the instructions. It's going to start here, and it's going to be fantastic, and you're going to be fired up. But you go. You don't just keep it here. Judea, Judea, Samaria, the uh, the other ends of the earth is where the gospel goes out. We spread the gospel by our victories, by our triumph. Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 2.14, But thanks be to God who always leads us in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. That's us. We're smelling good. The rock had it right. Right? You know what's cooking around here? The good news of Jesus. And the power Amen. of the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Verse 11. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and ten thousands times ten thousand. Then they circled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Amen. So now the now this triumphant praise takes place, and all these angels are gathered around the throne with the with the elders and with these creatures and the people, and they're praising God in song. And I was thinking about you know you you know this is news. The good news of Jesus is news that made the angels sing. It happened uh, uh, at the incarnation, and they announced it. And there's the angels singing, right? right. And then all of a sudden, every time someone is baptized into Christ, every time a sinner is brought back, the angels sing. You move the emotions of heaven when you bring someone to Jesus. The angels sing. It's a triumphant praise. And that's what we get to be a part of because of this good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. The line of Judah and the Lamb of God, He causes us to sing. And
0: the last thing He says in verse 13... Of Revelation 5, then I heard every creature. So now this last song, everybody's singing in this great vision. Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne, the Lion of Judah, and to the Lamb. There's that perfect sacrifice. We have a servant king that we praise to him be praise and glory and honor and power forever and ever and the church says
1: amen, amen. amen. so in the one kingdom ministry and our ministry at this church as well as with our partners around the world we get to uh, we get to be a part of seeing god change people's hearts and lives one of those places was uh, uh, this last year that we went was in Colombia with Ricardo, one of our, our, uh, one of our world radio speakers. And he is down there in the middle of, of, of a huge place, changing lives from little kids to adults, giving them the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. One kingdom action, taking work around the world because of you guys. Watch this video.
3: spring of 2022 we traveled to Colombia and there we met with Esteban Valle Garcia who's One Kingdom's Latin America ambassador and we traveled to Bucaramanga which is home to our One Kingdom partner and world radio speaker Ricardo Martinez. Radio is still the most popular medium around the world Um, and Ricardo to me Ricardo has been one of the most professional Um, he's even been on the cutting edge of radio even before the pandemic he was one of our first radio partners to start uh, using Facebook Live and YouTube and using these digital platforms to take the radio into areas that were not being received but at the end of the day radio is just a doorway to discipleship he doesn't just throw out the gospel on the radio he's drawing people into community and and we saw We saw this play out in the the refugee ministry that they they worked through on Saturdays. There were several women that that came to know the Lord through the radio.
4: And each were just kind of searching for what was next, like what was missing and why there was no joy. And so um, uh, individually they had turned on a broadcast, listening to the radio. One in particular was even listening to her own church's radio broadcast. And Ricardo's broadcast came on afterwards. And the tone change between her church's radio broadcast and what Ricardo was offering um, really just intrigued her. What he offered her in the radio broadcast was, was some hope, and so she just kept pursuing it in the radio.
5: Gunshots
2: on the border between Colombia and Venezuela. They've become frequent in these past few weeks. The result? this. Thousands of Venezuelans are crossing this river into Colombia, fleeing from the crossfire.
3: So in the neighboring country of Venezuela, there is a lot of political turmoil. There's a socialist dictator there, and it's created some really difficult economic struggles for the Venezuelan people. Uh, They're not able to work. They're not able to raise money for their families. So they're fleeing for new opportunity. Uh, Most of them are pouring into Colombia, and a lot of them end up in Bucaramanga. Uh, Because of that, there's... There's not a lot of jobs for them. There's not a lot to do. In fact, Colombians are not very welcoming of them either. They, they don't care for the Venezuelan people that that are in there. But Ricardo and his team are ministering directly to these Venezuelan refugees. He went to go visit a family. They have like five kids, and it, it's in a really tough neighborhood. Well, then he walks outside, and there were all these children like waiting. They, they thought that, you know, they wanted to know what was going on. He realized that there are dozens and dozens of of other children that needed support. Ricardo being an orphan himself, he took to this ministry, and then they began this ministry of presence where they are just there every week pouring into these children.
4: His passion comes from his own background, and um, he sees these children who may not all be orphans but are orphaned in their own way. They are very displaced. They don't have what they need to have a thriving childhood. Um, But he knows, like, if he shows up, And Estella shows up on a Saturday to offer them some structure that they also have hope. Ricardo said when he first met these children, his desire was to give them all the material blessings that they needed. And then he said he had a moment where he realized, I am not Santa Claus. And um, he knew that he could show up every Saturday with more and more material blessings, and the hole that these children have would never be filled. His ministry is a presence
3: two things that we preach all the time at one kingdom is who is god and then who are you to god and ricardo is doing just that he's telling people through the radio program who is god who who is this almighty creator that that you need to know and have a relationship with but then he's going out into the community getting his hands dirty on the front lines and he's telling people who they are to god they know who they are in the kingdom and that makes all the difference in the world
4: To visit Ricardo and Estella um, just really made me realize how God really does raise up the right leader in their their own nation. It takes a lot of trust, I believe, like on the side of one kingdom to believe that the right people that far away are doing the right thing, Um, but to show up and to see Ricardo pouring all of himself, not only into world radio, but then into so many other things that are producing fruit. It was just that reassurance that God will do it. He will raise up the right people in the right place with the right heart. um, And Estella alongside of him, it just was that great confirmation that, that what we do matters because God is moving in those countries.
5: It's hard to watch that and not
3: get emotional about people. I have to be vulnerable right now and tell you I'm a little emotional right now, so just bear with me. My name is Ryan Lee. I'm honored, uh, humbled to be the director of this ministry um, that was started almost 60 years ago. I want to tell you next year, October 1st, 2023, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but October 1st of 2023, we will have One Kingdom Sunday and we will celebrate 60 years of this ministry. And it was founded by people who did not love their lives so much that they would shrink back. It was founded by Great men who were humbled and were led by the Spirit and had an amazing amount of trust and faith that God would lead this ministry and not men. And that's the only way that a ministry like this could survive for over 60 years from a little country church in Westminster, Louisiana. And so again, I'm humbled to stand here before you to lead this ministry because again, I don't believe it's me. My prayer every day is that He empty me out and allow His Spirit to guide this ministry. And there are days that I fail at that. But thank God that we have a Savior who doesn't. We're talking about Jesus today. Jesus at the center of it all. Because if Jesus isn't the cornerstone of what we're doing, then what are we doing? Why are we here? Why are we all together? Look around this room and what, how great is it to be all together today? Why are you sitting next to the person you're sitting next to in the row of the person you're sitting next in front of? It's because of Jesus. Because the blood of Jesus draws us together. The blood of Jesus gives us hope. Jesus himself is hope. And he is the great lion. That Mike and Alan talked about. He is a roaring lion. But as we, we kicked off this series, a Kingdom Life series, six weeks ago, we talked about Jesus being counterculture. He's not who they thought they would, that he would be. He's also a lamb. A sacrificial lamb. And through the blood of the lamb, we have victory. We have triumph. I want to read Revelation 12. Starting in verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. Remember what kingdom means? It's the rule, the reign, the authority of Jesus Christ. It is not this place that you enter. There's not gates that you're walking through into the kingdom. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is now. We are under the rule, the reign, and the authority of Jesus Christ. Praise God. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God, day and night, has been hurled down. This is a victory story, y'all. This is a triumphant story. Because our accuser has been cast out. And victory has been achieved through our Savior. How? Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. You see, Ricardo, our friend in Bucaramanga, Colombia, Ricardo Martinez, has been partnered with us for a long time. A lot of times we'll, we'll say that he's a world radio speaker, but it's so much more than that. We said it, you heard it in the video, the radio is a doorway to discipleship. It's an invitation into community. And through these 60 years, a lot has changed, right? I actually think World Radio was ahead of podcasts before podcasts were ever cool. You know what I'm saying? The way that we've delivered the message has changed, but the message has always been the same. The gospel is of the first importance. And Jesus is King. You see, Ricardo has triumphed by the blood of the Lamb, but also by the word of his testimony. See, if you heard in the video, he's working currently with Venezuelan refugees, many of whom have been orphaned, many of whom uh, are in really tough situations. Maybe their parents have fled or even been killed within leaving their country, trying to get to a new place, or they've been abandoned. But Ricardo is ministering to these men and women and children, and by the word of his testimony, something we didn't even realize until we sat with him, something that he doesn't share a whole lot, but Ricardo was an orphan himself. Who better to minister to orphans than an orphan? And who better to minister to orphans than an orphan who has been adopted into sonship of the king? That's who Ricardo is. You see, God has prepared you for something great. He's taken all of your stories. He's taken all of your challenges, all of your hurts, all of your pain. And he said, if you rely on me and allow me to be your savior, I will do great things through you. And that's what's happening all around the world. And it's because of your, your patience, your faith, your belief, your willingness. Again, I, I, I say I'm humbled to, to direct this ministry because, again, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. I wanted to share a story. We, in Bible class, I talked about in Galatians 6, 9, it says, Do not grow weary of doing good, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest, or we will reap a harvest. And sometimes you plant a tree and you'll never sit under the shade of that tree. And sometimes you sit under the shade of a tree that you never planted. You see, I was in Ghana several years ago, and I was at a... Uh, we were with our partner, Sam Tuomasiankara, who is the president of Heritage Christian College, which is the the preeminent college, uh, preeminent Christian university in Ghana and really West Africa, a, a college that is seeking to empower Ghanaian men and women to live lives as kingdom men and kingdom women. And he said, you know, like, hey, I was with Ben, our former director, Ben Atkins, and we were we were, uh, Um, we had been to church, and he said, look, i got to go to this birthday party. Do you guys want to go to this birthday party? And we're like, yeah, wherever you're going, we're going. So he takes us to this birthday party. You guys know me. I love a good black T-shirt, right? That's why I chose the dark, by the way. I'm in my 40s, too. I'm trying to hide some stuff, too. I love a good black T-shirt. In fact, my man Ben was wearing a black T-shirt, too. We just happened to be toting black T-shirts that day. Well, we show up to this birthday party, and I'm thinking, I don't know what to what to make of it. It's a birthday party in Ghana. I mean, do you, would you guys know what to do at a birthday party in Ghana? I don't know. We show up, and it is like a gala. It is a ball. And everybody is wearing white. <laughs> so I was like, oh, boy. And look, just real talk, when I go to Ghana, I don't look like everybody else i don't have to say right like you know what i'm talking about like i i kind of already stick out so me and ben we're walking to this party and everybody is wearing white and all dressed up and we're just like oh my goodness what are we doing this was a mistake but it was okay everybody was very welcoming the food was great by the way west africa if you're ever in west africa uh this is i don't know why i'm going down this road but their food is like our food, like it's their, our Creole food was inspired by that that part of the world. So when they say, "Hey, would you like a plate of jollof rice?" Say yes because it's jambalaya. You know what I'm talking about? Like if they say jollof rice, I'm in. So plenty of jollof rice to go around. We're having a great time. They sit us at like the kids' table, you know. It's like, you know, where else are you going to put these two knuckleheads? You know, just, we weren't invited. We just kind of showed up. So they put us at the kids' table. We're just enjoying our drill off rice, and they're going around the room speaking great things about this man who has turned 70, um, a great leader in the community, um, had been doing a lot of great work for the kingdom for a long time. And so they go around the room, and they're all honoring this man, telling about all the great things, how they, he's impacted their life. It's really a beautiful deal. Well, now it's his turn to talk. And he stands up, and he thanks his family, and he thanks his friends. And he's going around the room, and he's just very emotional. And he says, but I want the two brothers in the back to stand. My two brothers from Louisiana. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> We've been found out, you know, like. And he says, he says I want you to stand up. And uh, so we stand. And he says, um, you know, back. In 1981, there was a famine in Ghana. And he says he was the accountant
5: that was handling the, the funds that were coming in. And he said, I saw, I saw what White's Ferry Road did. To this day, I can never thank you enough.
3: Y'all, I was one years old. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. I didn't know. Uh, I barely could walk. I didn't know where Ghana was. But he honored me and Ben because we represented something greater. We represented you. So sometimes you sit under the shade of trees that were planted by somebody else. But it's our job to keep planting so that our children can sit under that shade, that our grandchildren can sit under that shade. Do not love your life so much that you would shrink back. We're here for a greater purpose. We're not here to wait around. We are here set on mission. And so he's drawing us all into greater purpose, greater mission, kingdom life. You are a kingdom man. You are a kingdom woman. And so everywhere you step is kingdom ground. Everything that you do is kingdom work. You glorify him in all your actions. You worship him the way you live your life, not just in the songs that you sing, but in the way you live your life. And so, I'm here, I'm I'm very excited about 60 years next year, but I'm also thinking, how about 60 more? The only way that happens is if God says so. We can do everything we want to do, but if, if God is not in charge and if God is not leading this ministry, then it won't ever happen. But we believe in a God that wants to do what he's going to do. Because even I, we talked about this last year in Revelation 7. He's going to get his job done. It says, Revelation 7, verse 9, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Y'all, he's going to get his work done. The question is, do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to be a part? I told you I was feeling super vulnerable today and even weak. And I usually try to listen to the Spirit, and whenever He tells me to do something that I don't want to do, I'm like, okay, that's probably you, right, God? So we're going to have a moment of giving, but before we do that, I want to do something that I really don't want to do. Because I think if if we give... When we give, we have to give with hearts of gratitude. We have to start with thanksgiving and praise.
5: So I'm going to lead us in a song. I don't have a guitar with me, which makes me really nervous,
3: but I don't care. Because I feel like we have to start with gratitude before we have a giving moment. So will you stand with me and sing? Thank
2: you for the cross, Lord.
1: Thank you for the price you paid. Bearing
5: all my sin and shame in love you came and gave amazing grace. Thank you for the
3: moment to be intentional i think i want to thank the leaders of our church again because as many of you know this church operates on a 50-week budget and one of those weeks we use for special projects and one of those weeks we use for missions and so today is that day for missions so we're going to take up a collection and i want you to prayerfully consider Many of you are already partners, doing everything you can, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm going to ask you to do a little bit more. Can we expand? Can we come to the table expectantly? I'm thankful that we have over 100 people that we are partnered with all around the world in close to 70 different nations. But can we continue to raise that number? Our children's ministry raised, by the way, I told you we were $600 short on the children's minute, on the blue line. As they walked out, $780 was collected. This church shows up for the world. This this church shows up for Jesus. So I want to take a moment. There's a few ways that you can give. You can write a check. You can go online. Another easy way is to pull out your phone. You can pull out your phone in church now. You can text 1KINGDOM to 77977. Immediately give a a link to a push pay app. Very simple. But I would ask that you prayerfully consider giving. And not only that, make it a recurring gift. Don't just do this one time. Become a partner. Become a partner. Get to know our people. The prayer cards that you have. Pray over them daily. Get to know them. Most of them, by the way, are on Facebook. And you can become friends with them, interact with them, chat with them, see what's going on. We'll always update you from our One Kingdom website and social media, but you can actually get to know them on a personal basis. Isn't that neat? The world is shrinking, which is making it easier to get to every nation and every language. So I want to be intentional right now. I don't want to miss this. As the trays are passed, I want you to prayerfully consider becoming
5: a partner with one kingdom and the work that God is doing all around the world. Let's take a moment. In
2: this world will do Jesus you're the center Jesus at the center of my life, from beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus, oh Jesus, oh Jesus.
3: The only thing I want to say is thank you. It's an honor to be part of a church, a part of a family that only thinks about Jesus, that thinks outwardly, that wants really what God wants, for his name to be lifted high, for every knee to bow, for every tongue to confess. It's going to happen. But he's invited us into participation to advance his kingdom and what an honor that is. And it's an honor to stand before you and stand alongside you as you have faithfully, time and time again, faithfully given to see the kingdom expand. And I love each and every one of you guys for that. This time I want to I open the altar. The invitation is open. As we close down our Kingdom Life series we move to this back half of the year, don't let another day go by without knowing who you are in the kingdom. We hear, you heard it in the video. You, you, you need to know two things. You need to know who God is. And he will continue to reel him, reveal himself through his word, through his people, through his creation. Continue seeking after him. Draw near to him, he will draw near to you. But the other thing that you've got to know is who you are in his eyes. Because he sees you as a son, as a daughter, as a priest, a king, and ambassador. He sees most of us as more than we see ourselves. Because the enemy is always chatting. And so maybe the enemy has been in your ear. Maybe the enemy is telling you lies about yourself. That's who who you aren't. And it's time to walk in who you really are. So if that's you, or if you want to surrender your life to Christ, become part of a greater mission, we're going to have our elders, some men and women down here. This is our family time. Don't miss today. Don't miss the great works that he is doing. Come and see what the Lord has done, and let him do it in your life as well.